You're listening to the Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Listen to moms share their stories, lessons, and best practices on how they're crushing it in business, health, faith, and their communities, plus so much more. Here's your host, Andrea McCoy. Welcome to another episode of Moms Making Moves Today podcast. I am so happy to have you here. To our first-time visitors, welcome, welcome. To our returning listeners, thank you for joining us again. Today on the show, we have Danielle Bettman. Danielle is an amazing mom that is going to help other moms get that permission to release the guilt and focus on what really matters. We discuss finding your passions and your gifts and making sure that you walk down that divine path of doing what God has put you here for. Danielle is also a host of the podcast called Felling Motherhood. Mm, We've been there thinking that we're felling motherhood. She is here to let you know that there may be some things that you could have done better, but that does not mean that you're not an awesome mom. Sit back and enjoy listening to Danielle. Hello and welcome to another episode of Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Danielle Batman. Danielle is here today to share with us her motherhood journey as well as her journey as an entrepreneur. She's going to share some things that she's learned, life lessons that we all could use and just learn from her today. I'm so happy to have her on the show. Danielle, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you as well. Let's get right to it. Danielle, tell us a little bit about your background. Sure, I'd love to. So my degree officially is in teaching. So I have a teaching certificate from birth through third grade, which is a unique combination that allows me to teach anywhere in early childhood or at a school or even like special ed. And when I left school, I originally knew I want to work with kids. I want to be an early childhood. So I took a job with a school called Educare. That was a Head Start, early Head Start program. And I did the first year with the three-year-olds. And I realized I was way out of my league and didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) Those kids took me for a ride. And so I realized, hey, you know what? I want to go. I want to start sooner. I want to catch them when they're babies and give them all the things that they need so they're not missing out already by the time that they're three. So I switched to early Head Start and I started with a group of babies and I worked with those families for the next three years until they graduated to preschool, which was so much fun. And then the school created a partnership with Save the Children, allowing us to do home visiting. And so I kind of took that on and started that program and did that for the next three to four years. And it allowed me the opportunity to be in each family's home for an hour every week, allowing me to empower the families with the resources they need and the understanding of their child's development, doing some milestone um, assessments and bringing books into their home. And it was so rewarding because the families loved it. They brought, made me a part of their family, basically. And I really realized that what happens at a classroom is great. But what happens at home is what really, really matters. It's what wires kids 
for the long haul. And the parent-child relationship is where so much growth and development happens. And there's no manual. There is no way to figure this out when you're so exhausted and it's the hardest job in the world. We need all the help we can get with parenting. So home visiting was a brilliant way to be able to bring more tools into the toolkit of families that were doing the hardest work, you know, right in the trenches, and they could have the support they needed moving forward. So it wasn't just for that one child that one year, it was for that whole family, all the siblings for that, like empowering that whole childhood. So I did that until I had my two daughters who are now seven and six. So I had them 15 months apart. And I don't recommend that. (laughs) It was a blur. Um, The paid is off now because they're both girls and they're besties. But for a while there, it was a mess. So I became a parent myself pretty quickly and um, took some time off from work, working part-time at like a home daycare so I could be with them. And then I started leading the mom's group that I was a part of at our church part-time. And then once my girls started for preschool, um, I really knew that I'm a mom that needs to work. (laughs) I just function better when I have something that is centering me with purpose and giving me some sort of an identity above and beyond motherhood and that allows me to be able to miss them and come back to see them at the end of the day, even if it's just a couple hours break. Um, it was good for both of us. So I started taking on more hours at the church and kind of doing some like odds and ends roles of like coordinating volunteers and like helping with the guests on Sunday mornings and just some other things like that. And I ended up doing that about 30 hours a week then about almost until my daughters were in elementary school. And that kind of led up to my big mood, like whatever you want to call it, midlife crisis what do I really want to be when I grow up? (laughs) Which we're here to talk about today. (laughs) Yeah. No, that is awesome. I'm sure you were able to provide the parents and the family with just so much information for them to take care of their child as well as, you know, just bring them into the scope because you're right. We learn, or should I say kids learn a lot at school. But at home, and especially in times like these, they're home a lot more than they have Mm -hmm. been. And so it's probably critical that the families are prepared to do what they need to from a different perspective, an enhanced perspective, which is exactly what it sounded like you shared with them. So you had two girls Mm -hmm. back to back. Yep. <laughs> Bless you. Right. <laughs> I'm sure that was, and they're not even teenagers yet. Just wait for it, Danielle. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm sure it was probably enlightening when you were like, okay, yeah, I need to still be out and about and do things for myself, do things away from the girls. So that when I come home, it's all lovey-dovey versus yeah. always being there with them. Yes. I'm sure that was challenging for you. What were yeah. some of the challenges that you came across? Was there any mom guilt or self-doubt? What were you feeling during that time? Yeah. I feel like childcare is one of the biggest struggles to even allowing 
moms the opportunity to work part-time or full-time if they want to, because finding a placement that you feel good about and finding something that's affordable and even makes sense sustainably that you're bringing something home at the end of the day and not just putting it all into childcare. That was really a challenge for me because the hours and when I got the work done for the church was very flexible, but piecing together enough hours of random, you know, bringing the girls over to somebody else's house or having it be on an off day that my husband was off work so I could get in or paying for like a Mother's Day out one day a week program and then, you know, stretching that to two or three days. It was very stressful to keep patchworking some sort of solution so that I could keep doing something for myself. And it felt in some ways selfish because, you know, they're at the, those ages of separation anxiety and, you know, it's hard to make the plans and mac the lunches and, you know, their potty training and having to relay all the information to someone else. Like, it's just a lot. It'd be 10 times easier to probably just stay home and not do any of it. But thankfully, we pushed through, we found, you know, some situations that worked and then this just kept kind of growing with the demand. And yeah, it's, it's hard for a lot of reasons, for sure. Yeah, no, when you talk about the cost of childcare, I remember, um, I don't even think my daughter was born yet. And I had started doing research just for paying for childcare. Mm-hmm. And when I finally found someone and I received the price, I can remember putting my head down on my desk. I was at work and <laughs> they told me the amount. And at the time, it was going to cost more monthly for childcare than what I was paying for rent, the apartment. Yep. And I just put my head down. I was like, oh my goodness, am I ready for this? Yeah. Ready or not, here they ready come. Ready or not, here they go. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. It is. But I think so many times as moms, we question am I ready for this? Especially when it comes to us in our motherhood journey, whether we're doing the right thing for the kids, whether we're doing the right thing for ourselves, it's a constant, is this okay? Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot for us to feel that it's okay. And I would say years later, maybe even months later, we realized, okay, it was fine. It's yeah. fine. A lot of times what we're thinking is going to happen is sometimes always the worst in our head. Yeah. <laughs> it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know for you, you decided to then also, you were doing some things at the church, right? Yes. How was that? Um, it was great for a while until it wasn't. So I was leading the mom's group. That was like our version of mothers of preschoolers, that type of like big, large group Bible study type of thing. And I was really passionate about it because of how much it was helping me find community and not feel alone and just like find the bits and pieces of messages I needed to hear. And so when I was leading that, it was lighting me up in a lot of ways that I didn't realize I could because I was a teacher you know, I wasn't working with grownups. I was used to working with kids. But now that I was kind of in a teaching role with grownups, I found that I really liked it. And I was very naturally good at large group speaking, which, you know, is one of those um, unicorn traits. So that's kind of fun. And um, I was becoming really, really 
engaged in um, building the relationships and finding lots of uh, you know content that would be really inspiring for these moms. And so I poured myself into it. And then like that was only you know a couple, I think it was like eight Tuesdays in the fall and eight Tuesdays in the spring, and that was it. So the rest of the time I had to kind of fill it with random roles within the church of just making things work. And that's where things broke down because they ended up asking me to leave working on the moms group to take on other roles that were more um, data entry and like spreadsheet things. And I thought that it would be more people work than it was. It turned out that it was mostly paperwork. And I, uh, if I know anything about myself, I am a people person. I need to be talking to your face or I do not feel like I'm getting, um, using my gifts wisely. So um, that's when things started to break down is when I was kind of pulled off of that role. And I just really started to not agree with some of the ways that things are being handled with other coworkers. And there's a huge breakdown in the leadership hierarchy. And whenever I would want to share new ideas or bring something to the table, I would just get really cold shoulders. And I, of course, was passionate about what we were doing as a church to try to reach people. And when I felt like there was missed opportunities or things weren't being handled well, um, I would try to advocate for that, bringing in easy solutions like, hey, can I just like do this free conference or can I, you know, do this a new way? And I felt like I was lighting up in new ways where I saw myself because I did the Clifton Strengths Finder. I don't know if people are familiar with that one, but it's from Gallup. One of those personality test things. But my five came back and it was um, communication is my number one. Positivity, uh, woo, which is winning people over, maximizing and ideation. And so once I got that picture of myself on paper, I realized, yeah, 100%. Like this is how my brain functions. And when I do these things, well, the potential is endless. And so I tried to find ways to work within that realm, which really does fit a coach, which is what I realized of those, those five things. But when I was trying to use those strengths within that church setting, it was shut down and it was shut down hard. And I tried to take, like, I didn't want to take it personally, but after a while you do, you know, (laughs) and I knew I was unhappy. Right. And I was so frustrated by the ways that meetings were being handled and I wouldn't get email responses back for weeks, you know, from bosses and they would just avoid me in the hall when they knew I was asking about something. And and I just started to realize, okay, this is not working. This is not going to, you know, help keep me happy long term. What am I going to do about it? And that's when I started kind of dreaming about what my dream job would look like if I know these things about myself. And if I could function in a role that lights up in these five areas, what would that look like? What things do I really care about? And I started dreaming at the same time of this role kind of starting to really peter out. And that March of that year, no, February of that year. So I started dreaming of my business in December. And then in February, I got randomly pulled into a meeting and my bosses all just said, we think that you're unhappy here and you need to move on and you need to leave today, like as of right now, like turn in your keys and your card and we're walking you to your car. <laughs> like I have like stolen today, from a place. This is it. <laughs> like oh immediately. 
And it was so shocking because I didn't see it coming. I had no job reviews that were giving me bad, you know, feedback. There was no prior meetings to it that would allude to it. I had just finished a big project of data entry from one system to the other system. And basically, they just used me for that project and then let me go. And there's a big part of me that knows that it was because I'm a woman functioning in a male-dominated field. And that's not always welcomed. And I, I am a person that's going to, you know, speak up and, and share my voice. And if that's not received well, then yeah, I guess you can deem me unhappy, but that's not a reason to fire me because I said in the meeting, I was like, so is this in any way related to my job performance? And they were like, no, you've knocked it out of the park. You've done a lot of amazing things and brought lots of new programs on. And I'm like, Okay. (laughs) But something that you, a couple of things that you shared there, I wanted to circle back real quick. Yeah. About finding a sense of community. So you had created that with the moms. And so Mm -hmm. that was probably something that was pulling on your heartstrings. Yeah. But then also knowing your strengths. Yes. And I think it's so important for women especially moms to know your strengths because you recognize immediately when they were pulling you from something from something that you have a strong sense as well as gift towards to mm-hmm. something that you're like mm. and I think it's so many times that we're placed sometimes by force and sometimes by volunteering in particular areas where your strengths and your gifts cannot thrive and survive. And it's when you have to recognize and know, this is who I am. You know, Mm -hmm. when you talk about the whole data and everything, that's not me. If someone moved me towards that, I'm like, I'm not going to do quite well on this, but connecting with people, that's my gift. Yes. Yes. And owning that is sometimes hard because I, I went bawling to a friend. I went bawling to my friend and I said, am I, am I the jerk here? Like, am I, is it wrong for me to be discontent? Is it wrong for me to not want to just do the, you know, whatever work I'm handed. And, and she really set me straight. And she was like, absolutely not. If this was your daughter coming to you saying the same thing, you would absolutely say, own your worth, do your thing. Like, and so I just needed to hear that so badly because I just felt like they were making me crazy. <laughs> for being so such right a pill. There, no, that's <laughs> something that I do. And I started doing it more frequently too. When I find myself in situations, I'm like, what would I tell my daughter to do? Yeah. And nine times out of 10, what I would tell her to do, sometimes I'm fearful of doing it on my own, yep. but it needs to be done. Yes. And it's the scary thing and it's the brave thing, but yeah, it's the thing that is the next right thing. So true. So you were dreaming. Yep. This opportunity and blessing that you probably didn't recognize at the time <laughs> opened up and what happened next? Yeah, so I panicked and 
<laughs> I tried to apply for unemployment because we were really relying on my income. And uh, turns out that like churches are exempt from contributing. So you can't apply for unemployment. Um, so that's lovely. Good to know. But I really, I quickly realized, okay, I'm going to have to get my dream off the ground ASAP. And I really got serious about starting my business. And what I knew I wanted to do was help families again, like I was in home visiting, but doing it in a way that I could control what the content was and you know my time flexibility, which is huge so that I can be present with my family when I wanted to be. And I knew that a 40 hour work week just wasn't feasible, you know, for childcare and all of the other reasons. <laughs> and so I just decided I want to help families. I had found a random, like when I was Googling, there was something called like the parenters or the parent experts. And it was something where it's like a la carte consultations with parenting experts. And I was like, yeah, something like that. Like I want to just consult with families that need help when they're overwhelmed um, and share my expertise of child development and what that looks like from the parenting perspective so that parents can better understand their kids. And when they really understand what's going on and what's normal and what's developmentally appropriate and how to respond, then they can be so much more confident in knowing what, that they're doing what's right for their child and get more on the same page with their spouse and uh, overall just feel more in control of, um, of creating the kids and the family that they really, really want and showing up as the parent they want to be. I just still really didn't know what that looked like, but I was going to go for it. So <laughs> I started an LLC and um, did all the setup stuff and got a website going. And I started taking clients by, I think it was the end of April, if not May of last year in 2019. And it's called Wholeheartedly. And uh, it's parent coaching. And I was doing it in home where you can have a consultation that's two 90 minute sessions of you know sharing everything that's going on, what you've tried, what your goals are, what's in the way, what is also stressing you out. And then I come back with a plan of here's the ways that we can work together to meet your goals. Here are the strategies I recommend. And here's some extra tools and resources. And then you can run with that or you can work together with me, marriage counseling or therapy, where there's no one size fits all, you know, solve all the problems in one day situation. It's, it's going to take time to, and you need the support and accountability to actually tweak the things and know that you're kind of changing the way that you're seeing it. And it's getting to a place where you feel more confident. So um, that was what I created. It was in-home coaching with lots of in-person classes and workshops that I got off the ground as partnerships with community partners. And then that all kind of shut down with COVID. So, oh, yes. <laughs> so I felt like I had to start my business over uh, in March again of this year. <laughs> so and what are some of the things that you had to change about your processes with COVID yeah. taking place? Yeah. So I had originally set up my services to be either in home locally or virtual. And I never, I think I had one client take me up for virtual, but everybody else was local. And I ended up taking that off my website. So then right when COVID hit, I immediately switched everybody to Zoom that I was currently working with and then offered virtual coaching as kind of the only service option, um, canceling all the events, of course. 
But then I also started a mastermind is what I called it for the month of April of this year. And that was just like a new platform to offer the hands-on support of just sanity (laughs) for moms that really needed sanity during quarantine. And so we had just like daily boxer uh, messages and um, like event thread and weekly get togethers to talk about a certain topic. Um, along with like a little forum going on. And so I I got that off the ground for April and had that for about 12 moms. And then in May, I started a podcast. And that's on my latest venture of um, just trying to reach as many moms as possible with the message that feeling like a failure as a mom is normal. And uh, sharing stories that really just relate to that vulnerable, scary feeling and realizing that you're not doing it wrong and it's okay and it gets better. (laughs) I agree, Dania. What's the name of your podcast? It's called Failing Motherhood. Failing Motherhood. Yep. (laughs) Like it. Thanks. Yeah, that's my newest baby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, congratulations, Danielle. Thank you. On one following your passion and your gift yeah. your gift of supporting parents and families and definitely during this time that is just unprecedented for all of us i'm sure you were like you know moms that could just use someone to talk to and figure out this new way of living that we're experiencing right now thank yeah. you for owning that as well as responding to it So I know you had mentioned a couple of places, your podcast, where can our listeners connect with you? Yeah. So my website is parentingwholeheartedly.com. And that's where you can find um, the workshops that I'm doing or the uh, virtual parent coaching, more information about that. And as well as the links to find my podcast to download, it's on Every platform, um, wherever you listen to podcasts, like just like this one, you can search that and find Failing Motherhood as well. The main way, main way to work with me is through kind of that initial consultation that I described. And that really gets you to a place where you have a person, you have somebody that really understands the dynamics of your family and can individualize solutions that are going to work for is in front of you and giving you a run for your money and um, help you just feel like you can actually have more patience and stay calm when you're so stressed out right now. And then I have a course called Write Your Family Business Plan that is specifically driving home the idea that you need to look at your family culture and leadership in your family with the same intentionality that we bring to work. And so it allows you to kind of break down six modules of identifying your family's core values and your end goals and what does success really look like when your kids are 25, like what really matters in this whole parenting thing. And then how do you create the trajectory to get there? So you write a mission statement for your family and um, talk about your leadership styles. And then we just break down how to really implement all of that and seep it into your day-to-day so that you just really feel like you're on the same page with your parenting partner and have really solid shared language of of what you're doing and and how you're doing it. So that's up there as well. That is awesome. 
Thank you, Danielle. Yeah. So before we let you go, you do <laughs> have to experience the light in your room. And oh, I'm nervous. positive <laughs> you're going to give us some awesome information. First question. Danielle, what is your superpower? Oh boy, what it is my superpower? My superpower is being able to focus on one thing. <laughs> and I cannot multitask to save my life. I cannot do anything with background noise on. I cannot possibly like type with music. Like I cannot do two things, but I can do one thing at a time super duper well, especially if it's hold another conversation with another mom while eight kids are having meltdowns around us, I can focus real well <laughs> on connecting with that one mom. Yep. <laughs> Great. What was the last book you read? Ooh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. I highly recommend it. It is super duper duper good about understanding all of the ways that society kind of creates our molds for us and how to break out of them. And I hope to read it with my daughters when they're older so that I can help them see things for what they are. And it's just, it's powerful. It's really good. Thank you. And last question. What advice would you give to moms today? Mm, so much, so many things. Um, I would encourage them to prioritize their sanity because if you are feeling stressed out in a super cluttered house, or if you, um, are feeling anxiety and depression take over, or you're feeling like your marriage is, you know, a mess, or if you're feeling like you really need to have something for yourself and get back to work whatever you need to do, do those things knowing that your kids will benefit because it is never a choice of, do I value my kids or do I value me? It's always, I value me and thereby value my kids because of how I am showing up and living by example and doing the things that enable my kids to connect with me and feel like they get to benefit from all of the positivity and energy and like the vibe that we put out. A, a really sane, calm, strong mom raises calm, strong, sane kids. <laughs> Thank you, Danielle. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. Moms, I will make sure that I link everything within the show notes so you can connect with Danielle to get more great information. Thank you for being on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us this week on Moms Making Moves Today podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Making Moves Today. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.